Hey y'all, it's Autumn, and I am here with the third episode of the mini-series, The Single A-Team. It has been a whirlwind of going from different places all over the U.S. of A. safely, and getting to hear from some really interesting individuals. And for our final episode, for at least this period, I brought on the woman who knows me best, The person who raised me from a child, my very own mother. We've talked a lot about my mom and our families on the podcast, so I thought, who better to tell the backstory of it all than my very own mother, Karen Pryor. And here she is. And welcome. Here is my mother, Karen Pryor, the incredible and amazing, and I love her to pieces. Hi, Autumn. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Good, good, good. So I know you're quite confused or quite um, eager to know why I have you on this on the podcast, but I think um, you know we've me and Alicia have both talked a lot about you know our growing up and um, how it turned how it made us into the people that we are today. And I thought, you know, who better to hear from, from the origin of Autumn uh, than my mother. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't really have like any questions, but I think I, your life has been so interesting, especially like, you know, going and joining the military and then, you know, having me and all this other stuff. Um, and then also just being a, a, a military spouse and having to deal with the challenges in that um, has definitely, you know, it, it's shaped my life and I'm sure it's shaped yours. And so um, if you're willing, I thought we could talk a little bit about that and just, especially with it being around the holiday season, like the holidays were always kind of different for us and we could talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Yep, definitely, we've had an interesting life. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I guess giving a little bit of backstory. So, um, you grew up in North Carolina, and um, when you were 20, you joined the Army, or how old were you? I was uh, 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Goodness. <laughs> I'm older than you. Were. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um, so you joined the army, and then when you were going to MAPS, the military... In processing state. Thank you. <laughs> um, you were on the bus, and that's when you met Dad. Um, can you tell that story? I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I was... Uh, yeah, where you go to join the military, it's all in a row where in America, uh, where we went, Nashville. And so there was the Army and Navy and Marines and Air Force. And and so whenever you do join the military, you have to go to another location to for all the... It's more to it than just joining. <laughs> so, uh, so our location, you had to get on a bus to go to there. So there was a time that you had to meet and then go. And so mine and your father's time... Um, um, met the same so we both got on the bus 
and it was a long ride. It was all the way, we had to go all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. And so, um, on the bus, we're, I actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I actually was just on there because I, I had a test I had to take once I got there. So I was actually studying for that. So I wasn't really focused on meeting anyone. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, it was a long ride. So dad just kind of started talking to me and we like spent the whole ride talking to each other. It was really fun. So, and then you said that once you got there, you took your test and you all kind of went separate ways. Right. Uh, well, when, so you're there for a couple of days cause it's a big process. So, um, what you do is you check into a, a hotel and the, they have the military is all sorted and one level is lady, where the women stay and another, I think it's a couple of levels that the men stay on and um, because they're chivalrous or whatever, so they let us women check in first. So um, there wasn't a lot of us, so I was already checked in and dad had to wait <laughs> <laughs> and I had stuff to do. So, uh, so once I got checked in, I went and got dinner and then I had to go take the test and and things like that so mm-hmm. uh it wasn't until the like the next day that uh we got we we saw each other at the maps place because you there's a little like you go and you do this then you're there's a big waiting area and you sit and then they call you and you do some other things and yeah. so we still got to to talk and visit and get to know each other and then he left before you right you had you had some more stuff that you had to do and is that, like, when did he give you, like, his phone number or anything like that? Like, how did that happen? Uh, so, right, because he, he was going to ask me on the trip back, and then I had to tell him that I had to stay because I had some other things that I needed to do for my end processing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he was like, then that's when he asked me for my phone number. Mm. So. so he didn't even give you his? <clears throat> I don't know that I asked for it. <laughs> I don't know. I hate that because then whenever like one person has a phone number, they're like, "Are they gonna call? Should I move on with my life? Was this just like, what do I do?" Or that I I ra- would rather have the phone number because I could be like, then I can do the whole thing, and I don't like games, so I just like straight up just. <laughs> I hate the, like, I bet you, like, I can't even imagine it when you were growing up, but the waiting game of, like, you should wait five days before you call somebody because you don't want to look too desperate, and then you should wait, like, three days before you text them back, and all that craziness. I don't understand that. Uh, I guess I don't either, really. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Dad called me pretty quickly, so I didn't really have to wait. So. <laughs> and then y'all were kind of in the same area, so you were able to spend some time together before. Because Dad got shipped off first, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's how it's all worked out. And then when you, so then y'all went to tech school around the, or not tech school, basic, um, around the same time, and y'all, and y- but it was in a different area, right? Like No, Dad went to basic uh, quite a bit before I did. And so, um, yeah, so he went and then then I didn't go. So he went in October and I didn't go until January. Oh. And so that's when he sent the, the love letters and stuff like that and mm-hmm. all that cuteness. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but you said that when Dad would send you love letters, you would have to, like, do they, push-ups they for it. They push-ups. 
well. <laughs> so before they would give me my letter, they would make me do push-ups for it. <laughs> Kept you in shape. <laughs> oh, your dad was lovely and made sure that they knew it was from an Air Force person because it was an Air Force envelope and oh god, all these oh, wonderful god. things. So, <laughs> and then after it was after basic that y'all got engaged or. No, we got engaged before I went to basic. Oh, so it was in that kind of mm-hmm. in between. Because y'all went down to like Louisiana or something? Or? No, dad was, at, um, he was actually doing part of his uh, training um, in um, Mississippi. And so I went down to see him before, because I wanted to see him before I went away. Aww. And then that's when, that's when he decided to propose. So how long had y'all known each other before you proposed? Um, hmm. Was it long? No. Well, it was months. It was probably... It was months? Oh, my gosh. I guess when you know, you know. But goodness. Uh, I guess it was probably about five months. Five months? (laughs) What? Like, I can't, like, I know, like, the military stereotype is, like, first date, second date's proposal. But, like, oh, my gosh. See, I, I'm definitely, like, it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit before a proposal. Because, no. But you've always said, like, you can be engaged for as long as you want. Like, yeah. Because, so how long, like, were you all engaged before the wedding? Uh, so, it was, uh, well, engaged. Um... Because dad went back to basic, you went to basic. Yeah. Uh, so probably... Uh, well, Cause all in all, before. we knew each other for uh, over a year. Okay. okay. We weren't engaged for a year, but we knew each other for a year before we got married. Still very short. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, date a person for about a year and then, like, maybe engage for like six months. <laughs> maybe, maybe longer. Well, <laughs> I gotta know that I really like this person because I ain't having, like, you know, any. There's gonna be no divorces in my life. That's what I'm saying, unless it's like necessary and I'm the one divorcing. But um. <laughs> hey, that's true. So, hey, Dad and I have succeeded. So yeah, yeah. y'all have been married for twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty seven years now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So then, Dad was stationed in New Mexico, and you got stationed with it, or how did where how did that work? Uh, so I actually, cause, um, so I joined as a reservist, mm-hmm. so I already knew where I was and I was, I was in North Carolina. Um, so what I had to do was to transfer to a unit closer to him and that's what I did. Cool. So, so your unit was in New Mexico? Texas. 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 Was the closest <laughs> that I could, that I could get to. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> So, a bit of a drive. <laughs> Where was it in Texas? Lubbock. Oh, my gosh. That was closer to our area the second time then, right? Lubbock was, like, kind of in the middle, right? Mm. Obviously, you can tell how well I know Texas. Well, it was about, geography. well, I guess it was about two hours from where we were, where mm. he was in New Mexico. Mm. 
But then when dad went overseas, you didn't have a station anymore? Or were you, did they then have stations you just over go, there? Um, so as a reservist, you can go as an individual uh, ready reserve. And that's what I did while we were in, ah. in uh, Europe. Okay. Because then it went Germany. And then England, mm-hmm. where you had me. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Wow. Wow. So... We we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but like so, you know those years. You all, you know, dad were like traveling and being young adults and living your best life, and you had me, kind of like y'all were married without a a child for quite a bit, especially like societal norms. Um, so you had me when you were twenty six, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm very glad that you had me because like, not married by the point that you were married. <laughs> But maybe we'll have a kid by the time you're a kid. We'll see. <laughs> um, but so you had me when you were 26. How long had y'all been in England before you had me? Uh, let's see. Uh, about two years. Okay. So it wasn't, wasn't so long. Wait, so you were there when Taya... We actually were PCSing when that happened. Oh gosh, I'm bit, I'm really big in the crown right now. So, <laughs> so right before we were leaving Germany to go over there, that had just happened, oh, and gosh. we were concerned about even because we needed a ferry to get over there and things oh, like no. that. But we got everything worked out. But as we were driving, we could you we were still you could still so see the, the flowers. Memorial. Oh and my everything. gosh, yeah. that's so. depressing. Wait, when did Charles and Camilla get married? I don't know that one. But I'm, I'm wondering if you were there when that happened or not. Because I'm guessing they probably didn't have a huge wedding because, you know, Diana. I don't know. Well, that's crazy. Um, So can we talk a little bit about, like, what it was like to be a military spouse and all that went into it? Because I feel like a lot of people just hear about, you know, the fact that your husband's gone for so many months and years and so long and like you don't know a lot and it's changed a lot from when you started like now wives and and people can get in touch with their spouses a lot easier than when you started out do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah I mean I'm really glad that it is um because when dad his first deployment um he was we were in Germany and how we would communicate is that he would call and it was a five minute call that you would get to talk and in that time you had to get out everything you needed to talk to and then they the line would just disconnect oh no so sometimes if you weren't watching the time you wouldn't even get to say goodbye that's terrible (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) and how often did you get these calls um i think you got a five minute call once a week that's that's rough that's rough. A lot can happen in a week. Mm-hmm. So it was more of like, hey, I have this bill to pay and this. And like, there, that was during the time that like, banks. Oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. so when, when did that kind of start becoming, like, when did the five minute calls stop happening? Like, when did it start getting easier, I guess? I guess that's what I'm asking. Um, hmm. I'm gonna think. Hmm, I guess 
Hmm. Was it when maybe we a little bit in England? I guess. Yeah, it may have been in England because they were trying to do. Like you could go to the. They had set up something. I'm trying to remember this uh, where you could actually see each other, but you had to go to I think the family support center. Aaron and family so it was like early center, Skype kind of idea or something like that. Yeah, so I don't so, remember. Like Skype was available when we were in Italy, I think. Right. And, and once everything kind of started being more computerized, that's kind of when things like we were able to because like in in England we had our own computer and we could email and and things like that. That's mm. when that came about, and mm. then we had. Um, cell phones and things like that. So definitely, when we came back stateside, I think things started being a little bit better. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you had it rough when we were in England because I was born and then Dad left. How long after? Like, um, let's see. You were. I guess you were probably six months old when he oh first went on it. And you had us, so you had me as a six month old by yourself in England. Oh gosh. I, I That's just like rough for even now and just thinking like during that time, you know, you still had walls in the phone and <laughs> phone in the walls. I just had walls in the phone. Wow. <laughs> um, so like, was that rough on you or because you know you were a strong independent woman you you just dealt with as you did or well I missed him because he was a very active dad like he helped a lot with you he didn't when he was there like he wasn't he wasn't this absentee dad like he was he would help with you and and was very supportive but I actually had really good support there I had some really wonderful friends um in England so that was probably a very big help. Mm-hmm. So some very, uh, probably, yes, some awesome friends there. Mm-hmm. So and they really, um, because because my godparents were there at that time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I said yes. quote unquote godparents. So <laughs> yes, I really. Yes. Um. Yeah. There's not many people who have known me since I was a baby, but um, my quote unquote godparents have. <laughs> Um, cool. So, you know, I think, you know, you, we just got out of the military very recently. Um, it's been about two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you saw this huge progression from, cause y'all joined in the nineties mm-hmm. and then, you know, we got out late 2010s. Is that how you say that now? <laughs> <laughs> so you saw this huge progression, especially with technology and with everything, um, what what made things easier and what was making things harder and like what did you learn as you went along the way and is there anything that you would want to give advice to any new spouses or um yeah um I guess I would just always advise advise to know yourself um do not be secluded (laughs) uh be active make friends um still do things that you like um don't let your spouse being deployed or on remote to keep you from 
doing wonderful things. So, um, that, yeah, definitely, but definitely know yourself, like, know the things you're interested in and know that you're strong enough to do these things because it is, I mean, there's going to be a point that you're like, oh, I don't want to do this stuff anymore, but you can, you can make it and you can make it through it. And at the end, you're going to be really proud of yourself that you were able to do and handle anything that came along. Yeah. So, um, and then your question was, <laughs> um, I guess the technology was the nicer thing, like being able to talk to him more. Um, and not being just cut off on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> they can actually end the conversation. Um, I mean, I, I just think of like, if he would have, cause like when I was 13, he, dad, um, PCS without us, he did a, what was it, what is it called? The one year remote. Is it, it's not a remote. Yeah. He went on a remote. Oh, he went on a remote, um, <laughs> for a year to Korea. And so we were in New Mexico, just me and mom. Uh, for a year without him and luckily we're we were able to go and see him for a couple months in the summer but um it would like it would have been so different if he had done that back in the 90s and like if I was the same like you know putting us time warp 90s (laughs) um rather than when he did when it was like 2000 some early 2010s um, where we could FaceTime him, like he was able to be there, you know, not physically, but, um, with his face, um, <laughs> for my 13th birthday and stuff like that. But all these major milestones he would have missed and he did miss, like he wasn't there, but just the fact that we did get to call him almost every night and get to see him and stuff like that made such a difference where, I don't know, a year apart is, is hard no matter what, but definitely easier nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it is, it's still a challenge and and hurtful because you are, you know, you miss them and you know that they're missing out on some really cool things that can't ever be replaced or replicated. Yeah, yeah. It's also just the fact that you, like, I know the biggest things I had to get through was when he was over there, that was during the time where all the craziness was going on in North Korea. And so, you know, I'd go, like, I'd read the news or see in the news before school that something happened or that they shot a missile or something like that. And I hadn't heard from dad yet or something like that. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, what if something happened? What if this happened? And that was just something that was constantly in my mind. And that was, I guess that was like the first time that one, I actually understood what was happening in the world and was actually like learning about the news and being of that age, and then as well as understanding kind of what's going on, because obviously when we were in England and when I was younger, I had no idea. I I think I just realized, oh, dad's gone. Okay, here we are. <laughs> so I can't imagine with you, you know, being able to understand what was going on, seeing what was happening in the news, and you know, especially during the nineties time where you're like, this happened. I don't know what's happening. One of your friends talked about that the other day where they were like, I don't want to, I, it was good that I didn't know what they were doing when we were in the military. I don't really want to know now. <laughs> Cause sure. it's scary. It's scary. But, um, I'm so grateful for all that you did for me, especially growing up. Um, my life was, our lives, our life was hard. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a piece of cake and it was 
hard to move around all the time and to leave your family and leave your friends all the time. But it gave me this awesome perspective because that was the great thing. And like you said in your advice is take advantage because everywhere that we went, especially in Italy, we took advantage of going to Italy. You took me and did these crazy things. When you homeschool me, our homeschool field trips were absolutely bonkers. We were like learning about like Mesopotamia and like all these different places. And she'd be like, okay, let's go and see stuff. Oh, they're talking about the Roman Empire. Let's go to Rome for the day. And so it was just so fun and so crazy and like, you know, the fact that you were willing to do that with me and just take me and to make it fun and to find the happiness in it. Um, everywhere we went, you were always like, let's go do this. Let's go find this. Like, uh, even in New Mexico where there was hardly anything, you're always like, well, there's white sands and that's a big deal. And there's this up here. So let's go do that. And like the hot balloon festival (laughs) and, (laughs) and even, even Alaska, when you were making me Go and see the Aurora Borealis at 2 (laughs) a.m. But, like, those are the memories that I remember rather than harping and focusing on the ones where it was, like, dad leaving or me leaving my friends or, you know, like, the holidays where it was really rough because we were moving. And I saw, (laughs) like, my the probably worst holiday season we ever had was when we moved from New Mexico to Alaska. <laughs> oh, we we drove from New Mexico to Seattle, near Seattle. We stayed on the base near there. And we got there, like, Christmas Eve. And so we were spending Christmas there. And there at the, the hotel was not at all Christmassy. Everything was closed. We drove into town and there was nothing open to eat except for McDonald's. <laughs> so we had McDonald's for Christmas dinner and then we went to the movies <laughs> and that was our Christmas. <laughs> it's quite depressing. And then what was worse was we got on a ferry that, you know, you think a ferry's nice and pretty. No, it's not. <laughs> it was small. I nearly killed my father because I was painting my nails in our tiny cabin. Uh, and then it got, then our, then the elevator thingy that let the cars out broke. And so we got stuck in this tiny, tiny town of Yakutak for a couple days longer. And then they kept playing reruns of Spider-Man. Uh, and then New Year's Eve was just so depressing. <laughs> you forgot to tell them about what was wrong with Yakutat, though. Oh, Yakutat is the smallest town I think I've ever been to. It just has one general store. But there's no phone reception. Oh, yeah, that too. So we couldn't, and we had reservations that we needed to, because they were messing up when we were going to arrive. And we needed to, to change those, and we couldn't call anybody because we had no, there was no set reception. So we had to walk to this one you had to walk. Me and me and Dad and Princess were like, "We're gonna be here, thanks." General store, and they were so nice. They let us use their phone, but that's Gosh. how I was having to change all our reservations. Yeah, y'all ever complain about not having cell reception? Try for a couple days. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there was nothing to do on that ferry. Ugh, it was it was a time. But that was probably the most depressing Christmas. <laughs> we had very, some really, really fun Christmases, though. So that don't feel too, 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 too sad for us. Just a little sympathy. Um, <laughs> go hug a military member. <laughs> but um, I'm serious, Mom. Like, you made 
my life so much more interesting and so and took advantage of every place that we were you always made me you always pushed me to find something that I could do and um, I learned all these really crazy skills because of it and um, you put me in it brought me to being in music school from it and um, yeah I'm just really grateful for you and I love you so much Oh, I love you too, my darling. And I'm very grateful that you're my daughter. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today's podcast. So I hope you all enjoyed our little mini uh, story at the end. (laughs) If you want another episode with my incredible mother, she um, would probably be absolutely love it. I don't know if you'd love it. Would you love it? (laughs) I would love it. it. Um, But yeah, that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. And... Check us out next week for the double A team, for the single A team. I think we'll be back with the double A team. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be back with the double A team. Cool, cool, cool. And see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Double A Team. If you want to learn more about me and Alicia and this amazing podcast, check us out at The Double A Team Podcast on Instagram. And be on the lookout for next week's episode of The Double A Team.